0: you're listening to technically a conversation a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other and hope you find it interesting as well i'm one half of your host jose and i'm joined as always by my lovely co-host isela how are you doing today
1: i'm fabulous how are you doing
0: good super excited to share this topic with you but before we get started just wanted to let everybody know that we are finally on the facebooks if you want to follow us there Our handle is also at Greetings Tac. Go like our page or whatever it is that you do on Facebook now. (laughs) I haven't been active on the Facebook since about 2016, so I really don't know what I'm doing, but it'll be a teachable moment for all of us. I might ask one of my elderly aunts or uncles to give me a remedial class on how to use Facebook.
2: (laughs) Isn't
1: that the way it goes?
0: Yeah. Also, we just passed 700 listens of our podcast. Thank you, super friends, for spreading the word. I also wanted to let everybody know that we also have our contest to win a Technically a Conversation shirt. It's super easy to enter. Just leave us a review and send us a screenshot to one of our socials. We're greetings TAC everywhere. Once we get 25 reviews, we'll do a drawing to give you a Technically a Conversation t-shirt. We'll put up a post soon with Isela and I modeling these sexy, stylish shirts and with all the details. Also, we forgot to mention last week, but we finally did the Pepsi challenge with the apple crisp macchiato and pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> You'll have to check our YouTube page to see what we thought. Sadly, we still haven't been able to secure the pumpkin spice cup of noodles and the apple cider vinegar donuts. Our YouTube handle is super ridiculous, which is why we've never plugged it. But a slightly easier link to remember is tinyurl.com slash greetings there's also a direct link in the show notes. And finally, my favorite part of the show, let's shout out some of our super friends. So I wanted to start out by shouting out my cousin, Gavi. She sent me a message last week to let me know that she heard our sleep paralysis episode and she really enjoyed it. She also subscribed to our YouTube channel as she loved our last couple of videos. So thank you so much. Thank you. Wanted to also shout out two more new super friends, Gloria and Becky. Yeah. Welcome. Your support is appreciated. Also wanted to shout out, repeat a friender. No, wait, hold on. That sounds really bad. (laughs) Repeat super friend, Erica. She said that she was listening to our Lucifer podcast when somebody plowed into her with their car. Oh my goodness. First of all, that's fucking metal. (laughs) Second, thankfully she is okay and wasn't banged up too badly.
1: That's great to hear.
0: Yes. Very good to hear. So thank you for supporting us from the beginning. We also got another repeat super friend, Elena. She's constantly sharing our show and her Instagram stories and spreading the TAC word, the gospel, according to Isela and Jose.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Elena.
0: Do you have anyone that you want to shout out?
1: I have a couple of new listeners. Yes, they have reached out to me directly. I really appreciate both Elba S. reaching out to me and saying that she's started brand new on a couple of the episodes, the early episodes, so I'm really glad that she's Starting to enjoy and join us. And then we have a new super friend, Omar G from Arizona. Thank you guys for listening.
0: Welcome, Elba and Omar. Yeah. Hope that you continue enjoying the show.
1: Absolutely. I was going to add, there are tamales that are pumpkin spice. I really don't want to add that to our thing. But I saw <laughs> that and I was like, oh my gosh. One of our other super friends actually sent it to me. And I said, oh my God, don't even, don't even make this longer
0: (laughs) well maybe since we're going to get together this weekend to do some more videos Mm -hmm. if we can finally find the apple cider vinegar donuts maybe we can do the taste test with those donuts and with the um, pumpkin spice latte tamales
1: and then shortly thereafter we'll probably throw up how lovely
0: (laughs) (laughs) since we weren't able to find the pumpkin spice cup of noodles and um all this time we were saying that it was Maruchan, but it's actually Nissan or oh. Nissan or however you pronounce it. Right. We weren't able to find them, but we found like a couple of weird cup of noodles. So if if we still aren't able to find the pumpkin spice cup of noodles this weekend, we might do those weird ones also, just to uh, give you guys something you know, something interesting to watch, or you guys can make fun of us
1: watch us grimace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: watch our our uh, displeasure and, and uh, disgust in our faces.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. You sick bastards. Why you want to do this to us? I'm just kidding. We're doing it to ourselves.
0: <laughs> okay. So I think we got all the housekeeping out of the way. Are you ready to get started?
1: I'm really excited. Do I get any hints? Hints?
0: Yeah, there's no hints in life, Yistela.
1: All right. Let's just dive in then. Let's do it.
0: You know how I always like to start off each show by asking you a bunch of dumb questions that are tangentially related to the topic we're going to cover? Yes. It's sort of my trademark now, right?
1: It is, for sure.
0: Well, today, we're going to deviate from that a little. Weird. Not the dumb questions, that's in my nature. But the dumb questions will come after I play you this short audio clip. Oh. items
2: not four? Six, seven, ten, four. Ma'am, I'm looking out there on a location one, two, three, Los Tlaxis. Seems to be already in New Mexico. This a female. Seems to be covered in blood, carrying a newborn. Walking back and forth. The so for is it, New Mexico, all with you? Negative, ma'am. She's also... Stand by. Six times, time two. Six times,
1: time I'm in a row. Man, just for information, she's also wearing a long white dress. I'm not trying to make contact.
0: Pretty spooky, huh?
1: Oh my gosh. i I've, I've heard about people always seeing some weird apparitions of a woman covered in blood and yet wearing some kind of long white robe or dress or something like that. So
0: what's the first thing that comes to your mind after hearing that?
1: Um, A ghost, a hallucination. Oh.
0: Okay, so I know that Halloween was yesterday. Yeah. And BT dubs, I hope that all of our super friends enjoyed the Halloween special from yesterday. Yes. So spooky season is officially over, but I'm not ready to give that shit up.
1: (laughs) You stand your ground.
0: Yeah, plus it's only one day after Halloween, so... You guys have got to give me a little bit of a break. So I had originally planned to do this episode next October, but super friend Sun City Barbie posted this audio clip in one of her stories a few weeks ago, and it inspired me to work on it sooner. So shout out Sun City Barbie. Thank you. The audio clip is a dispatch call from 2015 that was sent into something called Paranormal Research Investigations and was posted by Kiss FM, a local radio station here in El Paso. It's an Anthony, Texas police officer calling it in, and it sounds like they were right on the border between Anthony, Texas and Anthony, New Mexico. The Kiss FM Morning Zoo DJs did an interview with Monica Madrid, the dispatcher that answered the call. We'll put a link in the show notes if you want to listen to clips of the interview. But the Cliff Notes version is that they were never able to catch up to this bloodied woman. She was moving as fast as the officer was, and eventually he lost her. The police officer and Monica Madrid were both convinced that it was La Llorona that was witnessed that day.
1: Oy, that's very uy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> So what do you know about the legend of La Llorona? What's the interpretation that you're most familiar with?
1: The version that I'm familiar with is she was like a beauty queen back in the day. And she had a couple of kids. She was being ignored by her husband. And I guess all this neglect and just kind of an unhappy marriage led to her taking it out on the kids. And in some kind of crazy fit of rage, she took the kids to, like, the Rio Grande and that she drowned them. And then when she kind of came to and realized what she did and that her kids were killed, she kept crying, like, mis hijos, mis hijos, and that she kind of wanders around looking for her kids because she basically doesn't want to believe that she killed her kids.
0: So that sounds very similar to what I had heard. Mm -hmm. Let's get into the fascinating legend of La Llorona. Exciting. The following is from a History Today article titled, The Wailing Woman by Amy Fuller. La Llorona translates into the wailing woman or weeping woman, and her legend predates the conquest of Mexico. In the 16th century, Franciscan friar Bernardino de Sagún wrote in the Florentine Codex about two Aztec goddesses that could be linked back to La Llorona, the first being Cihuacuato. Sagún described her as being a savage beast and an evil omen who would walk at night, weeping and wailing. She was the sixth of the ten omens recorded in the Codex that foretold the conquest of Mexico. The voice of a woman heard wailing at night crying about the fate of her children. The legend is further elaborated upon by Dominican friar Diego Duran, who says that she was the mother of Huitzilopochtli, the Aztec god of war. She would wait for her son to return to her from war and would weep and mourn for him while he was gone. The links to the water and infanticide are attributed to another goddess, chachilique This goddess was known to drown people and overturn boats. Sacrifices in honor of this goddess As well as other rain gods, often involved the sacrifice of children. The more the children cried, the more successful the sacrifice was thought to have been. So, all three of these legends go back to the 16th century. And while they both encapsulate various aspects of La Llorona myth, they're not quite the legend that we're familiar with. How do you think the story evolved, Isela, to the one that we're all familiar with today?
1: So, I mean, I get the whole, you know, drowning of. Um, the God that drowns and overturns boats and drowns people. But I don't know. I I guess I go back to that urban myth one that you did before. And it was like certain aspects had to be present so that we would cling on to them and then start spreading them. So they had to be kind of like local. Would it be a present danger? So I think that's how it started becoming like, oh, this body of water became like the Rio Grande or something like that.
0: We'll see if you get the bell or the buzzer. After we return from a quick commercial break, game recognizing game girl. I had to step it up after your segue last week.
1: Oh, okay, it was
0: fire, as the kids would say. Oh, okay, good.
2: <laughs> Hunger pains got you down. Do you feel so hangry that you could tear your city apart looking for satisfaction? Don't let your hunger shape-shift you into a rage-induced tantrum. If you're in need of a quick snack to curb your hunger, reach for Choco's Cookie Snack. Each individually wrapped package comes with two cookies. Each cookie consists of a delightfully sweet sugary cream sandwiched between two scrumptious chocolate-flavored wafers, perfect for sharing or carrying in your pocket or purse. Whether you're on the move or relaxing after a long day, you don't have to compromise flavor for convenience. For fans of our mouth-watering sugary cream, give our new double-stuffed tocos a try. Double the cream, double the taste, double the love. Find choco cookie snacks at all Schultz groceries, Kent General stores, Fortman department stores, or wherever fine snacks or confectionaries are sold. Choco cookie snacks. So delicious, they're out of this world.
0: How was your break, Isela?
1: I'm not going to lie. It was part of just me dreaming about the choco cookies because it reminds me of both Gansitos and those, I don't know, those little cheap cookies that you get at like Walgreens that are just like wafers. They're delicious.
0: I don't think our sponsor would appreciate you calling their cookies cheap. No, <laughs>
1: that's so true. <laughs> These are quality. That's right, people. These are quality.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> in the other half, now I'm just in panic. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm probably gonna get the buzzer.
0: <laughs> well, my finger's a little itchy here to press a button. It is. What do you think you're gonna get, the bell or the buzzer? That actually sounds really bad, huh? It almost sounds like, what do you want, the belt or the buckle? Yeah. Give me the buckle, you sick son of a bitch.
2: I'm already used to it. <laughs> I'm scarred all over.
1: Um, I'm probably gonna get the buzzer. Just giving my history.
0: Well, I'll give you the bell. For guessing that you're going to get the buzzer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got one part right.
0: (laughs) But as far as your guess.
1: Mm, Got to keep that streak alive. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't think you should be too proud of that one, that streak, Yisela. I know. So going back to La Llorona, the story existed as folklore in various different regions, and each story told various interpretations of La Llorona. In the late 19th and 20th century, the stories were beginning to be written down. The most famous, if not the most influential of these, was a 1917 play titled La Llorona by Francisco Neve. The play is set during the reign of Felipe el Prudente, the king of Spain from 1556 to 1598. Our hero is Luisa, who has a son with her lover Ramiro, the son of Cortés. Who is of a much higher social class when luisa finds out that ramiro is going to marry the wealthy daughter of a judge and take their son from her to quote cypress hill she goes insane in the membrane
1: (laughs) insane in the brain
2: (laughs) that's awesome
0: (laughs) when ramiro goes for their son luisa gives him their son's body who at this point had been killed by her with a dagger she tells ramiro that she killed her son when he killed her soul. Luisa was hung for her crimes in a public execution and was accused of being a witch, as one did back in the 1500s. And Ramiro lived happily ever after, right?
1: Oh my gosh, I kind of liked this play up until then. I was like, well, this is kind of exciting. What the
0: hell? Wrong. La Llorona started haunting Ramiro, and he dies remorsefully of sorrow and grief. Good. wow so there have been numerous retellings of this story since then and the details are changed to reflect the current social cultural and political beliefs in the current story of la llorona la malinche is our protagonist la malinche is portrayed as an eve-like figure through the mixing of indigenous and spanish blood she is the mother of the mexicans but she is also a traitor by passing information to the spaniards she was responsible for the Aztecs being defeated. The crying of La Llorona is in response to seeing all her people, all her children, slaughtered by the hands of the Spaniards.
1: Wow, that's really sad. And I've seen La Malinche, well, the picture depiction of La Malinche. It's a really pretty painting.
0: I personally didn't know about the origins in the folklore when I was a kid. I didn't learn about those until I was in college. I was, however, familiar with the horror version of this story the story that our parents would tell us to scare us into behaving. (laughs) So let's get to the horror story that pretty much anyone living on the border is familiar with. The following is from an all-that's-interesting article titled The Legend of La Llorona, The Weeping Woman of Your Nightmares by Gina De Muro. So in the most popular version of this story, our hero is Maria, a beautiful young peasant woman who marries a wealthy man. The couple had two children and lived happily for several years. One day, Maria is walking by the river with her two children when she catches her husband riding by in his carriage with another woman. Maria goes into a rage and throws her children into the river and drowns them. After her rage subsides and she realizes what she did, she is succumbed by such profound grief that she spends the rest of her days wailing by the river in search of her children. In another variation of the story, she throws herself into the river immediately after her children and is cursed to search for them forever in the afterlife. La Llorona is often spotted dressed in white, crying for her children, screaming, Ay, mis
1: hijos! ¿Dónde están mis hijos? I don't think anyone's going to sleep tonight. Thank you. (laughs) Shit.
0: So the punchline of this story also has some variations. In some traditions, the ghost of La Llorona is feared. She is said to be vengeful and sees the children of others to drown in the place of her own. In other traditions, those who hear her crying will soon face death themselves. The version that I heard from my mom is that conveniently, she appears to children that misbehave and are jerks to their parents. Do you remember
1: the punchline
0: to the version that you heard?
1: So the one that I heard pretty often was like, if you were outside of the house late, La Llorona would probably be wandering the streets looking for kids. And, you know, of course we would be the target. So we had to be inside the house, which is always like freaky. But I feel like Mexican parents or Mexican parenting, and I say this because I speak from experience and I hear a lot of what my Mexican friends say to their kids I'll kind of scare them into that and oh the cocoa's coming and you better get in bed and like that's really fucked up. Like why do we do that to them? Have you ever tried that
0: fear tactic on your daughter?
1: No. I am afraid of how much she would believe it, like we did when we were kids.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's too late now. I think that she would um she wouldn't know that you were uh, I'm not joking with her, but that you were just using a fear tactic.
1: Yeah, bullshitting. She'd be like, Whatever, mom. <laughs> She'd call me out on my yes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. What would, what would your parents tell you?
0: Basically that, that uh, if I didn't behave, La Llorona was going to come for me. Mm. And if that didn't work, she would tell me that Los Robachicos, which is the kidnappers, they were going to come for me. And uh, apparently there was a old lady in a wheelchair that lived in our, I guess it's like a little closet that's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was a kid, I wasn't really allowed to go outside. So I would get bored just being inside all day. So I would go into that little closet in the kitchen. And just start esculcando, going through all the shit there, just because there was nothing for me to do. My mom would say it the old lady in the wheelchair was going to appear if I was in there. And in my mind, like, I envisioned her and I going up and down, like, the neighborhood in her wheelchair. And I was, like, so <laughs> ecstatic. I would go in there just to go look for her. Like, it what? totally backfired on my mom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no wonder she had to invent, or not invent, but she had to, like, step up her game and start talking about La Llorona. And then also Robachicos. I've never heard Robachicos. That sounds like a, another version of like menudo or which is like the Mexican <laughs> like, it's like the Mexican boy band, the original in sync before it was in sync, but Mexa in sync.
0: Yeah, it did sound very fun. I'd be like, ah los Robachicos, I'll be I'll get to hang out with kids that are my age.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you you're gonna sing together mi <laughs> <laughs> Actually I don't even know who sang that.
0: I kind of want to say Timbiriche, but I'm scared to confirm that because uh,
1: (laughs) our knowledge is getting real deep. We are really revealing it.
0: (laughs) I want to say it was Timbiriche, but um, I might be wrong. What did you imagine La Llorona looking like when you heard about her as a kid?
1: I don't think I really gave a face to her, but I, I kind of imagined her like her hair all like in disarray because if she drowned her kids and she was like in this fit of rage, then I wouldn't imagine like a really nice prim proper, you know, RBG bun or whatever, (laughs) right? So I kind of imagined like white. And for whatever reason, I I always imagined like some kind of like a veil, you know, like when hardcore Mexicans are in, um, hardcore Mexicans, (laughs) Um, (laughs) when they're in mourning, they use the veil still. So I kind of imagined that veil for some reason, which is good because then I didn't really get to her face or envision a face but i didn't envision blood and the only reason being is because i'm I'm also very like practical and i'm like oh if she drowned them, there's not going to be any blood involved it's actually a pretty clean kill <laughs>
0: <Just really laughs> there wasn't any tide back then to wash off the blood stains
1: there would be no blood why would there be blood she just drowned him she didn't bludgeon them
0: in one version but in the version with lisa and ramiro uh, she did kill him
1: with the dagger in that play right yeah this is true yeah, that's not the one I, thankfully, I envisioned a clean lady, but just kind of like all in disarray, very unkempt. I kind of
0: imagine her looking like Chavela Vargas, not just because she had a song called La Llorona, but because she kind of sounded like she was crying while singing.
1: Yes, a lot of emotion. Yeah. And then she's kind of Arrogita. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I really like her, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding also. Uh, no, I imagine her kind of the same, dressed like in a white wedding dress with the veil and everything, but I imagine it looking really dingy, like not looking like a vibrant white,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like kind of like when they show the rings around the collar and the, and the laundry commercials, like that's kind of how I imagine. that.
1: So I think that's interesting that we both envisioned her with like some type of a, a veil over her face. And we know that she didn't get married because, or not anytime soon, because she had already had the kids.
0: Well, in one version, she hadn't gotten married, but in the the most popular version where she's Maria. She had already been married.
1: Did you also see a face?
0: I want to say yes, but I don't know if that's just a false memory. And I'm remembering her with the face just based on, you know, all the other pop culture stuff that has come up since then. Right. But yeah, I don't I don't really remember. I just do remember her having like a dingy, dirty wedding dress.
1: Well, I would imagine it's dirty too. Whoever hasn't seen the Rio Grande is like, it's really dirty and nasty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's got to be some dead bodies in there. <laughs> but... Yeah, if she's in a dress, I would assume like it's already like all muddled up and stuff like that. Makes sense. And for some reason, I didn't picture her with shoes.
0: I don't think I ever thought of that, but I also never pay attention to women's shoes or nails.
1: I didn't think about her nails, but I did think about shoes for some reason.
0: I think that I pay more attention to it now, now that you always bring those two things up, the the shoes and the nails. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Than I ever had in like my whole entire life.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. These are the... These are the little details I'd like to to highlight in your life.
0: (laughs) Well, since Isela mentioned dead bodies, we hope that you enjoyed the show and you join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever find podcasts are sold. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at GreetingsTAC. Email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com or... Leave us a voicemail at 915 317 6669. If you have a story to share with
1: us, everybody does. Ay,
0: mis hijos. Donde están mis hijos? (laughs) Fueron a Luxo a comprar cerveza.